Welcome to One Sick B. I am your host, One Sick B. If you haven't joined us, this is the first time joining us. Welcome. The definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at them without warning, but refuses to carry the spirit of brokenness. Today, I'm blessed with a guest that I love to pieces. She is One Sick B. She's an entrepreneur, a mother, a wife. She is all around magical. Her name is Tashiana Summit Parker. I was blessed to know her. And she is Tasha. Welcome, Tasha. How are you today? Hey, everybody. Hey, one sick B world. What's going on? Happy Saturday. Gorgeous. gorgeous. I know that's right. Thank you. Know, gorgeous. Okay, here at One Sick B, we don't cry, we thrive, and we don't whine. We whine. Well, look, we teeing it up this morning, but yeah, this morning is morning, so we'll tee it up. <laughs> But give us the five o'clock. You might find a different glass. This is hello. Go. Yeah, hello. Well, today I want to talk to you about what you are all about as a woman, as a queen. I Girl, do well, wanna... you me come on here sounding like a unicorn. Oh, well, let's do it then. Why don't you introduce yourself and say what you are all about? Why don't you then tell my guests who you are? And I love well, I who you are. I don't know if I could beat that introduction, Brandy, but thank you to my sister, to my friend, someone I have grown to know and grow up with since um, she's a pup. I think um, she's the youngest of the two live crew, but I the am. oldest soul. <laughs> I am the, old, the, the youngest, but the oldest. The oldest soul, exactly. How that work? I don't know. So, I don't know, but we here. We here today. We here to celebrate One Stick B and the rest of the One Stick B community. I yes. am more than honored that you have me on your platform today. Um, I am ready and willing to share, open up the tea, give you the tea, dish what I go through, share some stories, bounce some things off, and hey. I am just me. I don't, I'm a lot of different things, but at the same time, all of those things make up who well, I am. It is, but let's talk about how's COVID been treating you? Because COVID has been, for me, it's a little different. I already am trapped in the world of MS where we are confined to our house for long periods of time. So to see the other community go crazy, I admire it and it's funny. I, I mean, I admire it. I think it's hilarious because that's something we go through, but it's also more confining, I feel like, for us. So I would like to know how are you thriving and what has COVID done and how has it treated you or how has it not treated you? It has been a rough roller coaster, right? It it has brought out the unexpected, it has unveiled strength, depression, sadness, joy, creativity. It has done so much to be tackling the unknown. It has allowed me to appreciate life in a way that, I mean, I won't say I haven't before because I've been through some things, but when you've gone through enough, COVID has allowed you to go through some more. I particularly have dealt physically with COVID. I have contracted COVID a couple months ago. It was a no joke. I mean, for some people, it's just a cold and a flu. But for me, it, it had me down for a whole good six weeks. So I'm blessed to still be here and still be thriving in it all. I think that's the most important part. Yeah, amen. So how has it been for you and your family over there? Have y'all made it okay? I know for you particularly dealing with MS, but how has it been mentally and emotionally in dealing with 
I will say that COVID, I lost my grandmother in the beginning. So I didn't understand real quick how things happen so quick because it happened within a week. But other than that, I can say it's brought out and it uh, actually, thank you for asking, it brought out this platform. So it was a good thing and it was a bad thing. It brought, yeah, it, it brought this platform out because uh, I just had went through a battle and I had wanted to create a platform that embodied, that invoked conversation that people could laugh, they could cry, they could get the full content. And you know, they could feel comfortable and be them every day, one sick bees and watch how we do it. And speaking of somebody who thrives and is definitely one sick bee, um, let's talk about, I heard you just donated what and how and who? Well, speaking of what COVID has done as far as thinking out the box, trying to figure out where life was going to go. I mean, because literally the whole world shut down and everyone went inside. For some people, that was devastating. And for my family, it opened up a box of creativity that was waiting to be unleashed, Right. Myself and my husband, Rodney Parker, who is truly the backbone of everything. Shout out to Mr. Parker for making her Miss Parker, because we knew she was Miss Parker before. We knew she was Miss Parker before Miss Parker, okay? She was Miss Parker out the crew before Miss Parker. So when you got the last name, amen. God bless. But for us, it allowed us to really tap into our creativity and embark on some entrepreneur endeavors, not just for us, but um, include our daughter, Amir, who is literally amazing. She's amazing. We're able to create a company for her called Amir's Jimbo's. And it literally started because we were locked in together. I mean, and I was looking for something for her to get excited about. And so trying to figure out a way with all of the things that people were going through as far as losing their jobs and the disparity that was happening to be able to, to thrive as a family in that. So yeah. we created a marriage right. Jimbo because she's been a bow baby since she's come out the womb. Yes, I mean, she has. So we <laughs> it has been a great platform um, for her to learn some baby entrepreneurial lessons. Baby um, entrepreneurial lessons. Where did they get that book at? Because I didn't get to teach the kids that. What did you say, baby <laughs> entrepreneur? I need that bow. You didn't send that to me. We'll talk about that later. Continue. <laughs> But recently, with the help of a lot of people who donated, we were able to create these, what we call a mirror Jimbo bag. And in them, um, they had some really cute things in them, some blankets, of course, one of the treasure bowls from a mirror um, Jimbo line, um, along with like the sparkly sequins stuffed animal and some candy and things like that. So it was an amazing purple drawstring bag filled with goodness. And we were able to find a home for those bags with organization called New Moms, which is homeless moms that are either expecting a new baby, have had a new baby, and they house these women for up to two years at one of their facilities um, and so they get back on their feet. Or after the two-year period is over, they then move on to one of their long-term facilities, which is amazing. So we were so happy to be able to donate over 50 bags to new moms. That was a great thing for Amira to experience. So we own our way to a bow empire. Over here. Very cute. Very cute. It's been a journey. 
I think it's amazing. It's a blessing to be able to help somebody else that's uh, that, that's with less than then because we thrive through and we have thrived and we've had so much success, even though. Right. And speaking of success, even though you thrive and you threw, <laughs> you don't whine, you don't cry. No, you no. whine, not that type of whine. Today, my topic is Crohn's disease. Crohn's is a topic that is needs to be talked about in our community. Can you start with how and when and whatever you feel comfortable with? Yeah, sure. So I would like to say that autoimmune diseases carry so many different faces, right? We deal with them in so many different ways. And one thing that's common about any autoimmune disease is that it's your body attacking itself in some way. And so Crohn's for me isn't something that was really talked about growing up. Um, no one even knew what it was, not in, in, in my family. I never grew up knowing anyone with a, a bowel disease. So it was kind of foreign, right? And I started having bowel problems or stomach problems probably at the age of 12. And doctor after doctor, no one could really diagnose me with what I was dealing with at such a young age. In the very early stages of it, I heard that Crohn's was something um, that was hereditary. Either a mom or a dad or a grandparent or someone in your immediate family is likely to be linked to it. But again, I had no one close to me dealing with the same problems I dealt with growing up. So some of the things that I experienced was always an upset stomach, always feeling like my stomach was swollen or inflamed. I dealt with a lot of bleeding in my stool, a lot of nausea, always feeling sick all the time. And so that kind of started, yeah, about 12. I mean, I was probably in the seventh, eighth grade in high school. I think it got worse as I was very active, didn't have a healthy diet. The diet consisted of a Twix, a whatchamacallit, and a Coke to give me the basketball practice or band practice or dance practice or wherever I had to go. So definitely not having the education that what I was putting into my body at the time was making me so much worse. So that's kind of how it all started. So now kind of moving forward, I'm uh, in my early 20s. So that was about 10 years now. <laughs> I am blessed to be 38. I am not. Definitely are. You don't look like what you've been through and you don't look like you're 38. So God bless. But yes, I appreciate that. I mean, if you're blessed, you don't look like what you've been through. That's that's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. But growing up with Crohn's and not knowing I had Crohn's, I wasn't diagnosed with Crohn's until I was 25. Prior to being diagnosed, um, I was diagnosed with IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. I was going to uh, point that out. Upon diagnosis, they say that you normally typically get diagnosed with IBS. Yep. So, and then after moving away, I went to school after high school, went to college in Houston, and there were gastro specialists that I seen there, which came up with another diagnosis of UC, which is ulcerative colitis, which is still IBD or irritable bowel disease. But it wasn't until I was 25 and I had come back to Illinois where I met a specialist who gave me a special blood test along with the colonoscopy um, at that time. I guess this blood test hadn't been around prior to. This was something kind of new in development. 
that definitely was, understand narrow it down between IBD, which is the best thing to have on the spectrum of um, irritable bowel disease, then it's UC, and then it's Crohn's disease. Before I was diagnosed with MS, it was arthritis. It wasn't, it was a confusion. I was too young. Symptoms started between nine and 13. But at that time, it was arthritis where now they didn't do the test that they do now. Going forward for you, yeah, going for it for me, I then finally had a name. I felt like for the first time, there was someone to speak to all the different things I had been going through for years, right? But I was diagnosed with Crohn's and put on some different um, treatments and therapies. And there's a lot out there now. Even today, there's still more developing therapies that help suppress this, um, Crohn's flare and Crohn's disease that wasn't available when I was 12, 13 years old. Not to um, interrupt, somebody asked me to ask when I had a guest as far as therapy. She, her husband started on Humana, Humana. Humana, yep. Well, no, it's Humara. It's Humara. Okay, yeah. and have you had well, that? I, no, I haven't. I haven't okay. had any of the um, other therapies that require um, a steroid shot because it's a okay. steroid injection. I have been suggested, has been suggested to me all the time to go that route. Over the years, I've learned that we are what we eat. Literally, our life and death lives. Holistic. Holistically, yes. Yeah, I'm scared, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I am not discouraging anyone anywhere who chooses to go on a more long-term lifelong therapy such as a Humira treatment is just something that I didn't choose for myself. I do have a more milder treatment therapy in form of a pill it's called mesalamine that I take on a daily basis and I have had other types of treatments over the years. Prednisone is one of the short-term treatments they kind of shock your system back into place but prednisone or prednisone i've been on prednisone for ms i've used prednisone i've used solumedrol steroids so would those be the same with solumedrol steroids that's the iv infusion is that something that they use for chromes i'm not sure just ask it i have had um iv steroid infusions before when I've been hospitalized or had um, a really bad flare. And one thing I want to point out with any autoimmune disease, particularly with Crohn's in my case, it didn't just live and die in the gut. Like when you have inflammation in your body and your body is fighting itself, any autoimmune disease, it can affect other things, right? Some people- Yeah, it does a lot. Yeah, it does a lot. It might affect your bones or for me- kind of like my Achilles have been my eyes. It affects my eyes that I have or have developed iritis real bad or have iritis flares where um get inflammation in my eyes real bad. It can affect my vision or me seeing or um, the pain behind my eyes and different things like that. So it can do, it can kind of run, run wild in your body if it's not under control. Yeah, your body's um, fighting yourself. I say that all the time. It's, you know, you your body fighting yourself. When I got diagnosed, I'm like, what that? So basically my body's attacking itself. So my body, me doesn't like me. So, you know, so me doesn't like me. And then I, so I got to make sure since me doesn't like me that I got to like me likes me on the outside too. 
on the other outside of the MS. It's the MS is a little piece in the corner. So the Crohn's is just like a tiny piece of your life and you carry that. And I appreciate that you carry that. Uh, I see you thrive through it. You have your entrepreneur, a mother, a wife. When you're sick and you have things to do, you can say, okay, I'm going to lay down and let the sickness take over me. Or you just strap that sickness on to your back, put it in your purse, back pocket, whatever you can. Let's go. And you bring yeah. it, right? So yes. um, I think that is, and that, that might not be easy. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it like, oh, that's an easy thing to do. It takes willpower and strength beyond what you think you may have to be able to do that on some days. And when everyone else is doing this, you may be doing that and this and this, right? With all of that in the above. All of that in the above, right? <laughs> not to wear it where people can see it is a fine-tuned art. <laughs> it is. I mean, it really is. And it is. Because you stand next to us and you're not going to know. You walk in the grocery store, you're not going to know. You smile and you talk to us every day. You even may work with us. And until we know you on a one-on-one basis, and we still didn't have to know a different side of that one-on-one, not just a coworker, she's cool, asked to take you there. Then you'll know. And we don't like for you to find out, because if you find out, it's an emergency. That's how you (laughs) find out nine times out of ten for me. If you found out, that's how you found out because I came in a walker, a wheelchair, and you're like, what is going on? Oh, by the way, I have MS. By the way, I have Crohn's. And still, you might not know then because then it's just a medical because we're scared to tell employers. I I don't want to be treated different. I don't want... At all. I hate making excuses about anything i just hate excuses even ones i can't control and i just don't believe in letting the things that are my ailments take away my drive to accomplish something i just don't believe in that and Um, that is the definition of one sick (laughs) being you are a strong individual (laughs) i'm gonna say a strong sis a strong sis (laughs) That has been through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life threw at you yeah. without warning. Because this all came without warning. You didn't get no notification because I didn't get no email, no text message. They didn't say anything to me. I didn't get no update. They didn't have text messages back then. I had to talk to Jesus and the doctor that has been through unimaginable, undeniable bills. They're going to prepare you for the unexpected medical views. Amen. One thing I will say with people who battle with Crohn's or even might be dealing with IBD problems and don't know what they are, it's very important that you fight the devil that you can see. So find out, you know, about your body and what's going on. Please don't fight your body blindly. Know what you're dealing with when it comes to your symptoms, your pain, um, and your body tells you what's going on with it. It does. Like, it speaks to you. It may not be what you want to hear. Probably comes at the wrong time. But listen to yourself. Listen to what your body tells you. I seek help whenever I feel like it's not under control, right? One thing that having any IBD, whether it's 
UC or IBS or Crohn's, it puts you at a higher risk of colon cancer. And so I get checked for colon cancer yearly. Every single year I have a colonoscopy, I'm in a biopsy done, just to make sure I stay ahead and in front of anything that might come, right? I mean, because you just really never know. It puts you in a higher risk category and especially if you start developing other autoimmune issues like the the iritis or skin lesions or other things like that, that you want to make sure that you stay ahead of what's going on with your body. It's very important to get tested, have your colonoscopies if you're always having some type of issues with your stomach. Just stay informed. Like, stay informed. It's so important. You don't want it to get out of control before it's too late. Yeah, everybody needs to listen to their body. It's easier said than done. (laughs) And I think in our community, we lack that. We lack that of thereof of checking on our bodies. Rather, it's because we can't afford it or rather just because we're stubborn and we don't want to. And as a whole, we need to to do that. And what would be some advice you would have for people who are, uh, like I said, I have somebody who, they've her husband's been in the hospital almost, she said, for a year on and off. Uh, I suggested maybe a different hospital, a different doctor, because even with me, I didn't just have one doctor. I did multiple doctors. And I don't know, what would you look for in that? As far as the severity of like, what doctor, what, what is the type of, like for me, I look, I, I, there goes with the MS. I can't articulate my words. Please hold on one second. I go to a neurologist. What is the type of doctor that you see? A gastroenterologist. Gastro. And I can't even say the word. A gastro doctor. <laughs> a gastrologist? A ga- gastrology? Yes, a gastro- okay. Okay. A gastrologist. Um, that specializes in stomach and gut issues, right? So that's who you would see to be diagnosed or to be seen or to have a, a colonoscopy okay. or a scopy or um, any of those things. And gas, I mean, colonoscopy means they go up to the back end and the scopy means they go so also with MS, I have nerve problems. Now I'm dumbfounded. Crohn's is with the stomach, but have you had any nerve problems without this? Well, you know, oddly enough, um, there is a lot more, like I said, that can sprout from having any autoimmune disease, right? And um another. Definitely know that. Right. One can speak to the other, and and they kind of all um, bucket them together. So I've been tested for um, lupus and MS and um, those different types of autoimmune diseases because when you when one presents itself, there could be one sneaking around the corner, right? Yes. And when you have certain symptoms, they look for those things. About it's probably been about three years ago, January in 2018, when another autoimmune disease popped this pretty little head. (laughs) And a lot of people don't know this or probably even never even heard of this because prior to me having to be faced with it, never, never, never in a million years heard the term trigeminal neuralgia. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what that was. For about a week, trigeminal (laughs) neuralgia. (laughs) I know we both off to that girl. like a dinosaur. Got to the coffee yet. <laughs> but for about a week, for all of my ladies to wear their protective styles, 
I had just got a protective style in. My hair had grew out, got some braids, got a little sew-in together. Now, you know, if I'm going to spend over $200 for some hair, it's going to be in there. There's no way. Shout out to also let people know the one sick bee bonnets are coming soon to protect the one sick bees here when we're going and thriving through our battles, just to let you know. But continue my apologies. Go ahead, Queen. Oh, girl, get your plug in. I'm just I'm just saying I'm getting the bonnets for the we sick all the time. They just said protective styles. And I thought about it that we're not sick all the time. We have times and periods where we're down it. As women, we need that little bonnet to protect that little style. You that night, we don't feel good. That, that one sick bee bonnet's coming, but go ahead. <laughs> but um, so I, I literally have been dealing with pain ever since getting that um that protective style put in. And I literally woke, woke up in the most excruciating pain after, two days after getting my install in. I had ever been in my whole entire life. At three o'clock in the morning, I got up, went to the bathroom, got the scissors and the razor and cut every track out now, of my head. For people who don't know that for a black African-American woman to go into <laughs> your hair that you just got done, costing from two to three hundred to five hundred dollars. That's a lot. <laughs> Depending where you at, it's a thousand because they making money. Exactly. That's a deep okay. move. Continue. And my husband woke up like, what are you doing? You what what is happening? <laughs> First of all, I'm always bald. So the fact that I let my hair grow out enough to be able to, to even to get a sewing. Hey. Process. And for it's it's two days. So that told me something was wrong. So I took the hair out and the pain still didn't go away. I didn't understand it, but it was still there. Right. And so I thought I had a toothache. It was like, you know, when your tooth hurt, your whole face hurt. Everything hurt. Your jaw, your ear, it can do everything. So I went to the dentist. The thing is the worst pain. In my opinion, it hurts worse than my MS pain. I can't deal with it. I can deal with my MS pain more than I can deal with my mouth pain. I promise I had tooth the first pain and I was like, Jesus, like, if my MS was like this, I wouldn't be able to live. (laughs) I didn't have anything wrong with my teeth. So after understanding that I didn't have a toothache or anything like that. I went to um, like an urgent care or ER or something like that. And they told me that I probably needed to get an MRI done. And I'm thinking an MRI. And so this guy comes in with a doctor, like the urgent care doctor comes in with this sheet of paper. And he was like, this is what it sounds like to me. Have you ever heard of trigeminal neuralgia? And I'm like, no. So I get this paper and I'm reading through it. And I'm literally in tears before I leave the office. I'm like, I'm going to die. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I looked up the definition of MS after I got out of the hospital. And I called my mom and I said, did you see this stuff? Did you see this, did you see this on this paper? I said, did you see this? And she was like, well, I said, I think if you read this, you will, you going to think you're going to die automatically right away. So what does she the paper read? Because I know what that stuff looks like when you open up. What did the she the paper read? To well, the first thing you look for is how do you cure it, right? That's the first thing you look for. Like, where's the cure? What pill do I take? What do I swallow? How do I stop this pain? Yes. And I think the first thing that kind of roused my eyes was that there was no cure. And so in that moment, I thought, I'm going to feel like this. Forever? Ever. 
right? Forever. Forever, ever, ever, ever. Right, exactly. (laughs) There were only therapies. And I'm like, more therapies? That means more drugs, more things I'm going to have to be subject to. A regimen. A cocktail. Yes. I have a cocktail, a daily cocktail. I take a daily cocktail three times a day to survive. And, well, thrive. To thrive. To thrive. And that's what I heard. And I just... I was in, I was so hurt. Like, why me? I think anybody who deals with any autoimmune issues go through that. Why me? Why did God choose me for this task? For this battle. Yes, why? Um, God gives the strongest soldiers the toughest battles. Girl, well, he made us out of steel. Hey, (laughs) Teflon Don, steal one right here. I know. I know I'm strong. That's how I feel. <laughs> you have to be. But, and no one ever knows that. Like right now, my face is literally like the left side of my face. Literally feel like someone is shocking me with something. But you would never tell with this B face. Hello. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I, I, I'm, I, fidget, I have a bad habit of fidgeting a lot, but I'll have something straight. So go up my back, go up my, and I have to readjust. So I'm, this, and I have the, I already have the podcast face because I move around so much in the podcast look. So even doing this video Zoom, and I'm still going to show it. I'm still have moved. I done went like this. I done moved off the camera. So I definitely understand you. I, it's, yes. Well, you do look great, even though you can't face. You just mask it, right? So that was the first. That was me finding out. I was by myself. I was in the car calling Rodney, like, I got something else. There's another one on me. And I'm just bawling. That is the worst um, feeling. It is. And at that point, I called. Well, I didn't get to the three-day there's something I have that's like a three day get over it. Like you have the first day to do that's this. That's funny because I only do, I'd say the 20, you three day is great because I always have told myself 24 hours because I know me, I know me like that, that, you know, that, that is something that I, you know, I talk about on the first podcast that I'm hearing that I give myself only 24 hours to be pissed because the world stops, doesn't stop going. I look out the window, the cars are still driving down the street, the birds are still chirping. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to figure it out. So that was on a Saturday that I went into this um, urgent care. And by um, Monday morning, I woke up and it looked like I had a stroke. Literally, my face was stuck. The left side of my face had dropped and um, I couldn't blink my eye. I couldn't smile. My speech was slurred. And so... (laughs) My husband, Lord, Mr. Parker, Mr. Parker. And I'm like, what is this? Something wrong with my face? He's like, no, baby. <laughs> it is something wrong with my face. Yeah. So I found so out. awesome. They are awesome. The, yeah, the partners you, you blessed with. You just don't know what you don't know until you have to go through it as a husband, child. Yeah, they don't know what they go through. <laughs> they, they don't they know don't. what we go through either. <laughs> <laughs> We real good woman though. <laughs> yeah, to be alone on this ride, as I'm sure you would say the same, your love. It's it's a journey. It's fun, it's sad, it's tears, it's frustration. Loving someone who is one sick B. Hey, I know. See, he has, he knows that I'm like one sick B, supposedly like that type, and then he knows I'm one sick B. I'm one dope chick. 
Yep. So, and loving the one sick B part of me is the blessing that I will always give him and I thank him for. And I've always told God that if I don't get another day, I thank him for having him for these days because they're awesome. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. I mean, Chajumro Naraja was something else I just had to strap home, put it in my purse, and keep it moving. Um, it made days harder. It makes the days longer. Dealing with this one, but it's awesome. I mean, the journey is awesome because it teaches us a whole lot. And like you said, okay, so you're battling Crohn's. You're battling the dinosaur disease, try try mymology. I'm just playing (laughs) to the people who like her, who have it. She knows I just do that. And you're doing that as, oh, wait, hold on. Dude, we got to throw in the mother. And then we throw in, wait, wait, the wife. Wait, hold on, time out. (laughs) What about the entrepreneur, the (laughs) boss? Wait a minute. Also, shout out to if you need your Mary Kay goods. I know a Mary Kay, she Raji, I'm telling you, every every month, she's my pimp for this productivity. So if you need that, <laughs> that's your girl, okay? Mary girl, Kay. You, that's commercial I got to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yes, we wear a lot of hats, right? And sometimes I feel like those hats are to mask or to keep us moving because for me, I'm afraid what stopping looks like. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Can you please say that one more time for me? I'm just afraid what stopping looks like. Exactly. That is what fear, what I fear the most. I don't want to stop because if I stop, that means I'm not longer, I'm no longer. Yes, that is the same. That is the reason I don't stop. They be like, you need to stop. You need to sit down. I can't because I'm afraid that once I stop, I'm going to stop. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that's the hardest thing. And you might slow down, right? Having what the medical community would determine as a disability, you fight not to be disabled, if that makes any sense. Um, The doctors may coin you as being disabled or having a disability, but not letting it define you unless, you know, you trying to park close at Target. <laughs> well, see, I was just going to say, the only time that I'm quote-unquote handicapped and I'm proud of it is when I'm flying, when I'm parking. <laughs> I appreciate those. I appreciate, I'm very disabled. I want my parking pass. I want to get on the plane. I'm thankful for that. Yes. And you get a yes. discount at some airports on your parking <laughs> if you leave your car there for a week. Shout out to those airports that give the handicap. The shout out to those airports who give the handicap parking. This you guys are very thoughtful. I would I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, it has this I mean, being chosen to um be the one to overcome these obstacles such as autoimmune diseases. Um they are. They're blessings. I feel like, in a sense, I'm glad that it happened to me versus someone mm. else that I know. I, you um, know, I say that all the time. I always say, I, unfortunately, it, you got struck down too. But I had used to tell Jesus all the time that uh, the reason why he gave it to me is because everybody else was weak. <laughs> That's what I used to tell myself to make myself feel better. But it brought out the best in me. 
it makes you tap into a strength that most people don't get to tap into. Um, and that's rewarding, right? That's so rewarding to be able to be stronger than most. <laughs> it's like a superpower. <laughs> it's so, a superpower, right? And then there's things that you don't even know that will happen flood or tornado or a natural disaster, a pandemic, right? Life things that just kind of pop up. For me, when my daughter was one, um, I almost lost my life in an auto accident that left me physically impaired in a lot of ways. And dealing with those injuries that I'll have to deal with now for the rest of my life and dealing with the brain neurological issues that I have. Um, I deal with a lot of brain neurological, but you, go ahead. Girl. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but <laughs> you thrive through it. Oh, that That's what I was going to say. Uh, the definition, like I said, to sum up everything that this guest, that this beautiful woman named Tashiana Summit Parker, <laughs> she is definitely outside of being one of my closest friends I was blessed with thanks to my my cousin at Contra Foy Franklin who also does here Contra Shante she blessed me with this friend she's the one who also gave me the seed God watered it in the soil and I was blessed to also be able to have you and I would like to thank everybody for being a part and listening to One Sick B. And I would also like to say the definition of one sick B, you, Tashiana Parker, as a friend, <laughs> as one of my guests, are a strong individual that has been through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness and you never did. And also you're a queen and you look like it. So to <laughs> my kings and queen, please come follow me on one sick B underscore podcast on Instagram or follow me on one sick B podcast on Facebook or one sick com. And I would like to thank you. And remember, there's no K. You're right. There's no K in one sick B because we don't. S I C. <laughs> and thank well, you. Thank you, thank you for having me. And Anytime, yes, thank any you. day, any place. Hey, thank you. And remember, though, hey, remember to go get your bowls from. Can you please shout out Amira? Jimbo's Amira A M I R A H S G E M B O W S dot com. Amira's Jimbo's. And if you need Mary Kay, that's your girl too. Let her be your pimp every month. It's worth it. Mary Kay, it's MaryKay.com, T.R. Parker 82. And thank everybody for joining One Sick B. Pretending to be okay, fighting in every way. Everybody see you hurting, don't nobody feel your pain. You feel like you might not make it to go see another day. Just keep fighting anyway. I got power to make change. If you're in this predicament and you're listening, God gives his hardest missions to the one he knows is fit for it. No matter about the reason and no matter about the innocent, just know that you'll be great and you'll keep fighting till you finish this. And you ain't never finished quit.